0: so much more to life than just chasing popularity in the bag right so you do things to be relevant but that relevancy is not for me it's to get my message out right so like going hard on my instagram is not to be verified about no it's so that i can get more people to hear the message everything has like is um history repeats itself so like you're seeing now like you know hip-hop's never died like you know there's commercial stuff that You know, most real hip-hop isn't really commercial, right? It's more underground backpackers. And my friend said, the richest place on earth is the graveyard. The richest place, why? All the dreams, all the goals, all the aspirations died. Why? Fear. Fear killed them all. T-shirts is, like, value is the true currency because I think that everyone chases the bag. Everyone chases money. If you chase money, that's what you're loyal to. If you're loyal to money, you'll screw anyone over. Like imagine a world without hip-hop. Like, Oh, I recognize you. You're from the Low Gravity Podcast. <laughs> oh, in
1: public? Yeah, I was like, public. i am like, like, down, running the down kids? there. <laughs> I'll slap you, your mother, and your father. No, Oh, my God. <laughs> no, 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 no. No, that was me. What's going on, guys? Welcome back to Low Gravity Podcast. Hope you guys did enjoy the last podcast. If you did, make sure to leave a like, comment, and subscribe down below. We got a very, very special guest today. Mr. Santos, what is going on? What's going on, gentlemen? How's it been?
0: I'm amazing. Yeah? Good to be here. Uh, glad to have you. To you. townies reunited, right? Yeah, oh, yeah. definitely.
1: Yeah. Um, so, for people, let's, let's start, it, start it slow. For people who don't know who you are, uh, obviously introduce yourself to them so they can know a little bit about yourself.
0: All right, so my government name, which I don't mind saying, is Mason Scott Santos. And that's important with the, with the three because depending on when you met me, is what name I go by. Uh, most know me as DJ Finesse. I'm a former DJ for Bad Boy Records. That's a hot topic right now with what with, with Diddy's going through. Uh, born and raised in East Providence, born and raised. So from Silver Spring, Martin Junior High School, East Providence High School, on am college. college. Um, got my degree in criminal justice. I'm still in the high school. Uh I've traveled all over. I've done all there is to do in entertainment. Um and just I'm good, man. God is good. So I'm fifty four, blessed to be here and still still relevant on this podcast. So I'm good. Still Great. Uh,
1: yeah, it's relevant is, is that's a that's a big one because it's it's, it's it's not easy. No, not easy, but like you still dabble. Like you're still DJing. Even mm-hmm. though mm-hmm. you stopped doing it what, traveling, DJing, um,
0: yeah. Give or take? So I think um, I tried to get out. I tried to get out a few times. You know, I, I didn't want to be like the old guy, DJing. But I thought about like on the way over here, like so it, it takes ten thousand hours, right, to become a professional. So like imagine, imagine, I guess like getting to the pros, but sitting the bench, right. So like you, you got your hours in, right? They got you yep. there, but you're not really relevant, maybe on that team. So like I put in like soul many hours to be like really good at what I do so like even at my age I'm probably better than most young people so I'm still relevant
2: right you stayed very relevant we've seen your social medias your TikTok everything so PC
0: yeah social media that's all new for me for an old guy so I think it's just it's value right so I think the the ability to just do what you do well and provide value and that is my mantra like if you provide value like that's the true currency Right, so you'll always have opportunities if you're providing value. So, but I work on it, like I, like mm-hmm. it's, it's intentional, with like how I work. Um, I still practice DJing like in my house. Like I still work on stuff. So my time senior lives, yeah, my lives, right? On TikTok, so like that is, that is live. Like that's not rehearsed. I might like grab a few like those songs in there and then just rock. But it's not like I did it for like hours, like you know, two or three days before.
1: Yeah, pre. It's, it's like not like you wife. pre-recorded yeah. it. Yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. It's
0: no pre-recording. So, and I love making it. I love like when I make an error. Some people know it's live. Like they're, they're, I'm going to screw up. Right. You mm-hmm. know what I'm saying something's going to go off, and I'm like, all right. Well, that's this is live. Yeah. So.
1: So let's let's. I want to jump all the way back. Right. Yeah. Let's start from the beginning, because obviously, DJing's what you've what you've done first. Right so what basketball. M- basketball. basketball all right so let's start with yeah, that let's basketball start with that first. yeah well yeah because family basketball runs in the family in all in right family, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah yeah. so let's let's run with that what um what got you started in like in life like you said basketball obviously started. you started first with basketball um, what made you pursue that and then break off to different things
0: in life um that's actually a really good question um I have to say my parents first like so you know growing up in EP my brother and I older brother he's three years older um I was probably always better than most of my friends because I had an older brother who was really good. So it just happened that, you know, he was like my mark. Right. So if I can get as good as my brother, beat my brother. Then, you always want to try to beat your older yeah, brother. Yeah. Like he was right. really, like my brother was another scholarship basketball player. So mm-hmm. if I can even come close to beating him, like I was kind of dominant with my friends. Right. Um, but I think it was my parents who just put us into everything. Like, like the Boys and Girls Club in these problems, like we went swimming, we went camping, like we just did everything so that we didn't have any idle time, so like you know, even like baseball, like I was probably like the best dressed baseball player <laughs> who would never get on base. <laughs> you, know, man. you know, I was like, I look good, but he's going he's gonna to strike out, but it what you know, it was baseball season, right? so your friends played baseball, so right. like we played baseball, we played muckle, we played like like frisbee football we. Yeah. Like we did everything that, that kids are supposed to do, as far as being outside and just being active. So I right, think right, That athleticism just translated. Um, I was really, really good in football first. Like that was my first, first, first. Like really, I wouldn't call it love. I say like my like a real interest. I was really fast, um, but then I stopped growing. Okay. So, and then you know football. If you like five two, man, like a hundred.
1: Two. Yeah, throwing around.
0: Yeah, like, you know, that wasn't sexy at all. <laughs> <laughs> like, getting tossed around, it like, just was not a good look. Um, I had an injury. I ruptured my spleen at the age of 13. Whoa. And I remember being at Hall Street Park, and um, all the coaches from, from the Mohawks at the time, I'm over I'm playing basketball. It's football season. Mm-hmm. All three, like, all three from the, the each, like, the peewees, the midgets, and junior midgets. They're like, what are you doing? I'm like, nah, I'm good. I'm like what do you mean you're good? I'm like, right here, like it's a wrap, like no more football. I'm like, I'm staying right here in basketball, and I, at 13 is when the switch just hit. I was Like I'm like, all right, this is it. So I kind of knew at 13, 14, I was gonna go play college basketball. Damn. So I was focused. Yeah.
1: What? So that's l- crazy to be locked in at that young yeah. age, like you already knew what you wanted. Yeah. So like, what
0: what what about
1: basketball itself, like, made you want to pursue it?
0: because I didn't need anyone with me to get better. Like, I didn't need to play catch with anybody, right? I didn't, like, you didn't need that back and forth. I would right. literally, like, like, be outside. I did this a lot, like, I would literally be on my street. And sometimes I wouldn't go to, to, to the playground the Silver Spring and, and shoot. I would just, like, just dribble the ball. Like, I didn't need anyone. And then you can immediately see the results. Yeah, It You're was, sitting like, there coaching so yourself? quick where I would, like, work on something and you could put it to work. And or go to, but then i go like to the playground and go just like work on what I've seen like on T V or whatever. Like I didn't need anyone to help me get better. It'd be great if someone was there to rebound for me, but I didn't need it. So like I could see the results fast and then when you start seeing like the like the like the work works and you see like the separation, I was like, Oh yeah, like this is fun.
2: Coaching like, yourself, you had your brother as your blueprint too? Oh, yeah,
0: like, he was a beast. Yeah. I could I I could never beat him. I could never beat. I could, so, to this, still to this day. I could beat him now. All right. Yeah, I mean he hasn't played anymore. I, I'm still active, so right, I can right, right. beat him now. But if he would ever like get kind of like back in shape, yeah, he like he was like that good.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Did he ever go far?
0: Played at Bryant, so he got a scholarship okay. to Bryant, um, which was which was cool. He did some. Uh, he went to an overseas camp, mm-hmm. um, but he was like he could have played Division One. Like he was really good.
1: Where'd you end up going?
0: So I went to URI first, and I was supposed to play my junior year, which is, uh, that's in the book. So we won't even go into that. that that's literally in the book. Um, it's a great story, but it's in the book. And as I transferred from URI, um, I ran out of money, so it wasn't for basketball. Um, I had two offers. I had Bryant, at the time it was Bryant College, it wasn't Bryant University, and Lowell University, but Lowell at, yeah. at Rick. So I was like, okay, if I go to play Division One, maybe right? Then two D2 offers and didn't couldn't take them, and then D3, I was like, eh. So I, like at that point is when like music really kicked in. So it was always like, there's always like, I guess, levels or just different parts in your life where, for me, things just kind of lined up and I pivoted. And that's that's it. Pivot,
2: music is a big part of like, well, obviously we know basketball, but workouts too. So would you think that that's also Part of the separations, like obviously, music has always been a big thing. But like, you got to think, like pre-game music, yeah. After after the game, music, music in the locker room. Is was that, that something be, that impacted, like yeah. you pursuing now, what you're doing now with, at PC? I
0: think it's always been a part of um of who I am. So I would, like, you know, I think that most people, like most people's parents, right, when it's time to clean the house, right, is music, right? Like, imagine cleaning the house with no music.
1: Yeah, <laughs> that'd be a terrible. That's what, that'd be, that'd be a terrible like,
0: day. Like, yeah, like like come on, like so. Like, on Saturday mornings or Sunday mornings, like, when I heard the music, I'm like, all right, we we know what's about to happen. Like, we're about to clean. So I think that music has been a part of my life, like, through all of my life, because my my mom listened to my, you know, music. My dad, um, my dad was, you know, really good. He could sing really well. Um, He was really good friends with the Tavares, which is, you know, one of our most notable groups from from this area, Tavares. Mm -hmm. Um, And we just were always around it, like, always around music. So whether it be cleaning the house, playing basketball outside. It was like always music. You know, walking around with the big boom box back in the day. you know? Right on the shoulder? Yeah, on the shoulder, right? Yeah. So it was always music. So I think that I've always had it in in me. And then when I first saw like my first DJ, I was like, oh my God. Like It was like the same kind of love. It was like that basketball love and music love. Like It was like I was torn.
1: Yeah, getting to listen to something and create something good yeah. all in one. So like how was how was that transformation because that's not that's not something that is easy to learn because i've uh i've dabbled into djing in the past Mm. uh my dad used to dj all the time so i dabbled in it myself and it was kind of like i couldn't find um what's the word i couldn't find the passion in me to to stick with it i couldn't find the time to stick with it and learn it really well how did you like go from Obviously, you, you learn yourself from playing basketball, so you're, you're self-taught with a lot of things. How did you find that it was easy for yourself to jump to, instead of listening to songs that people made, to now creating your own music and beats um, on what, probably back in the day, you had, what, CDs and stuff like that? Because it's not like today where you have the little yeah, mixing table, tables, the laptop. You
0: say things, you wouldn't even, like, 8-track. Yeah. You guys have like, Google that. Were those like, those like slip discs or something those like? Are, like big ass like, like they like a big cassette that you would you would slide it in and it had like four channels. Oh yeah. And it was just like you press one, you two, just three, click four, it, just to keep, and it was called an eight track. Mm-hmm. Right? Like that's what they recorded on. But you couldn't manipulate that. Like, no. You couldn't, you'd just plug it in and just hit the button and it would play. Right. Um, but it was it was tape. It literally had mm-hmm. it was thick tape. Um, so eight tracks. Then again, and then cassette tapes, and then obviously CDs. It just evolution. But I think, so to answer your question, and I think this is what most young people can relate to, it was hip-hop. So like, you know, if you're Portuguese, like what is your Portuguese culture? What are some things that Portuguese people do, right? Maybe some of the foods that you eat. Right, the you know, foods. Like. So like, or if you're Italian, or if you're Cape Verdean, or right, a Jamaican, right? So we were hip-hop. And so in hip-hop, like we, we dabbled in everything. So which was, whether it was being a DJ, trying to rap, right? Trying to, you know, write graffiti, or the b-boy, like that was the culture of hip-hop, like those, those like the main four elements. And so when you saw hip-hop, like if you were hip-hop, and I, right? So yep. I got it, like hip-hop is who I am, right? Yeah. So it's like we were in the four elements. So it wasn't hard because it was the culture and you were living the culture. So even from Rhode Island, I'm like, we saw it and we were like, oh my God, like, like what is this? Like it was so transformative. And if you think about it now, I remember being in you know, junior high school and then even high school, and you could see the separation. And it wasn't, I, I wouldn't say like, I think the East Province was like a, very, like a really good melting pot of all kinds of people. Right. Right. Portuguese, Irish, right? African American. Very kid, diverse. Very diverse, right? So I didn't really see the separation as far as white and black. I saw like rock and roll, and at the time it was funk. And then when hip hop hit, like it was, you could see the difference. I used to like the you know Ozzy Osbourne church and mm-hmm. the Led Zeppelin church and the chain wilds and then we were over here and we were starting to really emerge into hip hop. But if you go to schools now, it's all hip hop. It's all hip hop. Everywhere. Barrington, Narragansett, no matter where you go in this world. Like imagine a world without hip hop. Like just imagine it.
1: I think the world would probably explode. Shit. Yeah, it'd be crazy. Like, yeah. So, like, I go, like, he I, says I, that I'm thinking like a world without Drake, yeah, man. People go insane. Like imagine a world without hip
0: hop. Like I, I've been to Switzerland, and I've been to other countries, and I, I can't speak the language. I can go. I can go That's hip hop. He's hip hop. She's hip hop. You can just see it. Right. They live in the culture. Right. Whether they're rapping in French or, or other like Dominican like it's hip hop. Look at it. So imagine a world without it. It would be crazy. It's, a tough there's world. nothing that hasn't there's nothing that's joined more people than hip-hop you're right. nothing no, nothing has done more and put more people together where they, uh, in that commonality than the culture of hip-hop
1: yeah hip-hop has a lot to, a, lo- a lot, of re- uh, relatability to everybody right
0: yep everyone white, black, Latino, Dominican it, it, it doesn't matter like it's hip-hop and when you're hip-hop you're like it doesn't matter where you're from like we just we can see it we can feel it
1: even like kids growing up like there's a lot of people now they they don't know rock.
0: Right. Sure.
1: Jazz sure. or all the like other genres It's like, oh, you know Drake? Yeah. You know Travis Scott? Yeah, yeah. Like they, they know sure. these people just by name. Right. Like th- that's the music that people nowadays grow up. They don't even know nah. about that old music. And I don't think I don't think in the future, I don't think that'll ever be a thing. I'm I'm not going to I'm not, well it might still be but it won't be like much.
0: I think everything has, like, is, um, history repeats itself. So, like, you're seeing now, like, you know, hip hop's never died. Like, it, you know, there's commercial stuff that, you know, most real hip hop isn't really commercial, right? It's more underground backpackers. Um, but you're seeing, like, I think now is a time where people are like, okay, enough's enough. Like, we get it. Like, we've heard it a thousand times. Like, you know, everyone's mumbling. Everyone got the gap. Everyone got this. Like, like, like dude, like, I, so now people are like, okay, come on, man, like it's just overkill, right? And I think there's no longevity in that because it's always at least it's like gimmicky, right? So when you see a gimmick, it's like you're only you're only good until the next gimmick comes out. Mm-hmm. Like I always say, okay, where's, where's my man Chingy at? And he wasn't even like really that, right? Where's like like you can name some artists like you're never gonna hear him again, right? Because their gimmick is up, yeah, right? Their thing is up, and then the next thing came out, and it's like the only relevant in this in this new age of the gimmick that you have
2: it's crazy that you said that because not too long ago we had a conversation about like the top 100s ever right yep. and uh I wouldn't have thought that little Wayne was on that list and then we Lil started little Wayne yeah and I wasn't thinking oh, about cool. yeah and I wasn't thinking about like the longevity that mm. that he has or that these top 10 artists have like Nas was on there like we know like everyone knows Nas Jay-Z was at one Was he at the one? Jay-Z one? was at one He's not at one for me. You it wasn't at one for me either. And
0: as far as an MC, Nas, I think Nas is the for, for me. Nas yeah. is the greatest MC. But if you're talking about overall, as far as an like MC, like like entertainer in hip hop, like you got to put Jay Z number one.
2: Yeah, and I wasn't even thinking so like, that. As
0: far as his, like his catalog, his longevity, his uh, he it's not he he can't spit. I mean, he can still he's not. Oh jay-z he's creative yes but if you think about what he's done and how he's a mogul and like you know he was like as far as overall he's, i would go jay-z for what he's done and his body of work but as far as lyrically for me it's always it's not nice. but but i would say listen listen little wayne's dirty man <laughs> like little wayne can spit and he's i, can I spit, underestimated still like, him yeah me too
2: but then when you think about him like he brought up drake yeah which is huge now He's brought up all of Young Money. Yep. Him and Eminem have had their thing. Sure. But then you also got to think... I was thinking about... And when I started thinking about Jay-Z, I was like, damn. He brought up Kanye. Yeah. And Kanye's been huge. Yeah. Up until like recently because now he's going a little crazy. But it's whatever. Kanye's Kanye. Yeah. Can never like doubt his work. And then like... Um, who else was on there? Pac, Biggie. Yeah. Jamie Foxx was up there, which was wild.
0: This entertainer of
2: He was in like the top 100. And this was including...
0: For, like for, not for rappers. We
2: were talking... Um, it gave like an overview of uh, records sold okay uh, so what entertainment. yep features um, like w- what a community thinks of them and then I w- like yeah, they yeah, just yeah. mashed all that. these things together yeah, i
0: can see that yeah overall yeah. yeah
2: and i was like wow and it's crazy cuz it's like those top 10 artists were all from like early 2000s 90s, 90s. and late 80s yeah. no one from late 2000s up from 2010 on was yeah. on that top 10
0: i think it's funny because for me i think it's really about um it's how i feel Right, so it depends on like what I'm going through or what I feel because right now, the three that I really have pushed up kind of higher, that I think don't get enough acclaim for one, Buster Rhymes. Like, if you he can all, spit. About yeah. Rhymes, He's right? like, a so lyricist. About, like, who would do a versus with Jay Z? I'm like, Buster. Like Buster's catalog and even like his R and B stuff with like Janet Jackson, Mariah Carey. Like he got so like hits, like smash hits. I'm like, Buster has a lengthy catalog, but he doesn't get enough credit. I think Jadakiss doesn't get enough credit. I'm like, like never had a whack verse. I'm like, he says that. I'm like, yeah. You're right. I've never heard a whack verse from from Jadakiss, not one. And I think Fabulous doesn't get enough. enough. I was just saying, I was
2: just singing the way that he
0: says his name in my head. Yeah, like Fab doesn't get enough credit for how versatile, how consistent he is. So it depends on like, I'm like, you know what, man, I'm pushing these guys closer to my, top right because they don't get enough Jada isn't fabulous do you think
1: that these like these older um these older artists these older rappers like i wouldn't say ne- necessarily like fell off the list but more or less like aren't caught in people's eyes because they didn't grow up like with these new artists like drake he has social media so he can if he puts out an album people know it right away Correct. So, like, if you think, like, Busta Rhymes or Tupac or all these old-time I mean, rappers, the kind of like, like, they weren't able to promote their stuff. So, they only, like, I remember listening to, I forgot what, I think it was a 50, no, it wasn't 50 Cent. I can't remember who I, who I listened Cent's to. 50 Cent's not, he's in the top 15. he, th- this person had said, like, you had the East and the West. Mm-hmm. What people knew about the East, people didn't know in the West. Sure. People knew in the West, they didn't know in the East. So, it's like, I feel like if, back in the day, if they had what there is now, um, they, these people could be so much more popular, so much more knowledgeable to everybody. I feel like that, um, like these top, these, these people that you like you're mentioning, like they would be known more.
0: Yeah. I mean, <clears throat> so like we call it like out of the trunk, right? Like we didn't have social media. We didn't right. have that kind of global access from your couch, right? If you had global access, you would run around the globe. <laughs> like you had to go around the globe, like to get... Right, so you were like literally, like handing out tapes and CDs and records like to, like physical people. So I was watching like the, the Michael Jackson documentary, the Thriller documentary. And if you think about what he did, like imagine if Michael Jackson had these are people who had to literally go out to the store, and physically buy a copy.
1: Right, they had to go to the CD store, yes. or they had to go to the um, right. to get a it's VCR tape. tape. You can do right here. Flip this.
0: Apple Music download done. Boom, that's it not out in the cold and the snow like like think so think about that work that you had to like think about the work that went into that these people had to physically go buy physical copies of a cd a tape or or vinyl mm-hmm. and did that many multi 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 million so to me like yes drake is you know, He's trying to say i'm you know i'm gonna eclipse michael but i'm like it's not the same like bro like no one has to go outside like i never thought about same. that no one has to like go drive to the store, and then and then get to the store and it's not there. Now what? Go to another store. Like like, people did that to right. get that record. Right. Like it was that important to get. Like I'm gonna travel wherever I have to go to get this record. They don't have that. It's it's a luxury. It now. And so the difference to me, I think, is it's 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 being good and being popular. Because a lot of these folks are popular, but they're not good. Right. And their Instagram will show like you know, 10 million. Fifteen million followers, but right. it doesn't mean they're good. They're more popular. They just right? got so the, the presence. You add the popularity with the talent.
1: Back then, pfft,
0: unmatched. Unmatched.
1: It'd be it'd be unmatched. Unmatched. Like you were saying, Michael Jackson. He's a he is a perfect like example for this scenario. Like Michael Jackson, he would be he's huge. It's just like Michael, like yeah. Elvis Presley. They're huge it's names. Iconic. Everybody knows these two people. But if they were here today.
0: Yeah, <sighs> I imagine how they. I think the they beauty. would be. I
1: think they would be unstoppable. Uh,
0: yeah, I mean, because if you think about it, right, it's a click. Mm-hmm. Like it is literally a click, and I don't have like you said, like you said it perfect. That you know, it was it was two different coasts, right? And we really, you know, unless it was a magazine or a radio interview, but if, even then, radio interview, like it, there was no streaming. So if you're on, a, if you're on no. Hot 97 New York City, you're not hearing an interview in, in Cali. Mm-hmm. No. So you have no idea. Right. Right. But now these are streamed. Right. These are stations. Uh, right. Uh, syndicated. Right. So all this access that we didn't have access to. So I, I can um, like even I said to myself, I'm like, I'm like with my drive and my ambition, I'm like. I'd have been a millionaire by 22, 25, 25 at most. If if we had. Especially in yeah, today's culture. Thirty-five years ago, I'm like it'd have been. I wouldn't say it was easy, but a lot easier to access people, to get what I was doing in front of people.
2: Right. The and I'm media controls. I'm learning that
0: more now at 54, trying to like navigate social media and algorithms and algorithm. What the hell is an algorithm? Right. Right. I'm like, well, how do we do this? Like, right. Like trying to figure out how to invite somebody to my life <laughs> you know I'm like, yo, I'm in the, like they're like nah dude you're doing it wrong I'm like what do you mean like it says invite they're like nah you're gonna go into this I'm like ah oh, shit like I'm still trying to figure it out
1: right but at least you, at least you're like taking the time to yeah know. you have to you like gotta pivot right you're, you're still like you're still dabbling into what you've done in the past and you're still bringing it into the future and you're allowing yourself to adapt and learn a lot of people like would just stop what what challenges have you like seen like now like from back in the day, like obviously you didn't, you couldn't do all that stuff, you didn't do all that stuff back in the day. What do you see yourself like challenging-wise or like adapting to um, different things to make yourself more knowledgeable with what's going on today?
0: I would say like you got to get comfortable like being uncomfortable because nothing grows in comfortable spaces. Like why would anything grow? Like if you could do everything from your couch, why would you ever leave? Right. Right? But you know you can't but you're just so comfortable in this space that you don't really move from the couch. So that some of many opportunities that are out there that you don't really recognize or get in front of because you're on your couch. This is where I'm comfortable. This is, this is where I don't have any anxiety here, right? I, I, this is my space. This is what I know, and so I'm going to stay here. But for me, it's like I've never been that person. So for me, it's like, okay, what things will still benefit me that benefit people, and whether they're uncomfortable or not, i got to go and research those. So like even like, um, like it took me a minute to do my live, because I think it was more of the technology issue that I was more afraid of. So it's definitely not getting in on the turntable, like that's like riding a bike. It was more of like this stuff, like cameras and camera ready and what happens if I'm DJing and something goes out and how do I fix that, right? So now like that was the, ang- like I guess a little, little bit of anxiety of like, okay, you know what? But I'm like, dude, just, just jump on it, like, like just go. Like if you don't start, you don't start, right? So I'll figure it out as I go. But I think it was important enough for me to do it that the reason why I was doing it was bigger than the fear of not understanding if something went wrong. You know what I'm saying? And my reason was that I felt like people need to hear like, our music in a time where not, things are so polarizing and things are so negative. Because our music is not that. Like, we call it the feel good music, right? 90s is like that feel good music. And it makes you, music is a vibration. So like, now you wonder why everything's so negative and so, so dark. That's the music. Like everything in the music, it's all dark music. And think about what they're talking about. It's murder, it's rape, it's this, it's money, it's guns, it's drugs. That's all, like, when has that been positive? Never. Man, that's never been positive, ever. In the history of the world, that's never been positive. Nope. But it's on the radio a thousand times. So what is that saying?
2: It's crazy that you said that because people were like, well, Pac and Biggie, you're a gangbangers, but like, if you thought about it and you listen to their music, like Pac's talking about, like, using the woman in your life as positivity to yeah. drive you.
0: And he went through a, a, a lot of changes as far as, like, you know, the death row times and then mm. you know look where he comes from and he's cut from a great cloth his mom right Black Panther so it's not like he wasn't educated right but if you think about it um, nowadays like if you wonder why things are so and even in that school like like people are so dismissive right they can't communicate they can't talk to each other and it's because it's. I think it's the music it's so negative like everything I'm like yo I don't even listen to this stuff and you know I play it in certain times especially for like providence college um you know it does get the players going but most of my parties and where i dj it's like 90s music like that's my lane like i would literally like probably say no to certain music if it's Mm -hmm. like the young stuff i just don't want to play it and so i'm throwing away money but to me like i don't chase money right i chase value and that's of no value to me It's also value to them but i feel like i can't give them a good party Cause I don't want to even learn the music to know it to play it the best way to play it for young people.
2: That speaks towards your morality and that's a big deal, yeah, especially like with you consistently now being around youth. Like you've never stopped ever being around youth, and I feel like okay, that's also yeah. what's kept you relevant. But yeah. that's also what's brought you to us, yeah. and that's why we reached out because you've yeah. always had such a like a a good message towards the youth and and always helping out. Like not to mention like the recent events that had happened with the kid from um, EP and yeah. you having the Providence players come out to him. Like that's who does that. Yeah, that you was, do.
0: That was yeah. I had I wanted nothing from it but to if you and if you saw the pictures, I'm in none of them. It wasn't for me. It wasn't a publicity no, thing. It, it wasn't was for me. morality. In the pictures of like yo, that was him, his father. I needed to be in those pictures. That was I did what I was supposed to do. What was in my heart to do for him and his family. That was it.
2: Would you say that's part of like why you came back to the high school as being around the youth and having a positive influence?
0: Yeah, because I really thought um. Because if you think about it, like so so. I think there's so much that like so much that we can talk about. So many different areas we can talk about in life. And as a DJ, like I'm on stage and we can't have this conversation from stage. Right. Know? I can. You want to see everyone like leave the club and walk out. <laughs> if I just stop, the was gonna start talking about what life is about. They're like, dude, like do your TED talk someplace else, right? We're, we're trying to have a good time. Um, so I started feeling like, like, okay, how do you really impact? So let me rewind that. So I I told my mom, I'm like, imagine i said this at, at city hall as well imagine having a goal that you just really really are pushing for and you want to get to and when you get there you're like this is it you're like you're unfulfilled Like i felt like i was unfulfilled like even like dj for bad boy records and like at the height of that you no know, i think that was probably the height of my career for an iconic record label and things that we did you know as far as like you know all star weekends and super bowl weekends and red carpets and movies and just amazing stuff. You've seen it to, all. To the outside, right? But then you're like, damn, like, yo, there's got to be more to this. Right. Like There has to be more. And I just felt like it was not fulfilled. So for me, it's like, I got one shot at life. I got one shot to leave a legacy. You know I'm saying, and it can't just be clubs and popping bottles. Like That can't be my legacy. So how do I give back? I felt like, okay, I'm going to go teach. I, I literally felt like, okay, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to stop DJing. Um, cause I, I'm going to be the old guy, like I said, and I'm going to go get my master's degree and I'm gonna go teach in these Providence High School. I'm like, I'm gonna have that, that will be my stage. I'll have a stage every day. That was my whole thought. Every classroom, and I'm in front of the classroom will be my stage to inspire every day. And I just saw the curriculum, I'm like, this is trash, what they're teaching these kids. I'm like, I'm not like, yes. doing this. I'm like, I'm like <laughs> this is what they're teaching? I'm like, oh hell, I can't be a part of that. And if you know me, it's emotion. Like I don't, I don't care, like, like if, it's, if I don't feel it, I don't care about the money, like I'm not gonna do it. And so I had like six classes, six classes left to get my master's degree and I'm like, I'm out. I'm like, this is trash. I'm like, these kids don't wanna learn this stuff and it's not even applicable to life like now. Maybe when, to our lives when we were 40, like 13, 14, right. but that was 40 years ago. I'm like, this shit's not any, it even, and most of this, like, think about it. If you grab this right here, right, I've seen kids go like this. No, mister, you're not right. That's not right. What you're saying is not right. You guys can challenge everything. And you're like, no, you're, that's not right. I have it right here, Wikipedia or Google, and not to say it's right all the time, but you can challenge things. Right. And, right, we couldn't. We didn't have this. Mm-hmm. We're like, and our parents are like, yo, go to school, be quiet, pay attention. Right, it was never like challenge the teacher, right? But now you're like, mm, that's not right, right? No, we got some information there that kind of goes mm-hmm. against what you're teaching, right? So you guys have access. We didn't have access. So I'm like, I can't do it. I can't teach them stuff that they don't want to learn, that I wouldn't want to learn. And I, I'll give you this, and I, I have to be careful about what I say because, you know, you're talking about people who have spent their lives and going to college and getting a master's degree in peace, these two teach. But this is the one, <laughs> and it gets them every time, this is the one thing I say. So 12 years of high school for me, 12 mm-hmm. years East Providence, uh, three years at URI, higher education, transferred, two at Rick. that's five, right? So five, five years of college, didn't graduate at the time, went back at 40, got my degree. Two more years, traveled the world, countries, Cities, states met people from all walks of life, all genres, all ages, round tables. you know how many times we've talked about in my in my in my life the periodic table
2: handful maybe maybe never,
0: never. <laughs> it's never come up. why would it ever come up? Where would I be that when to m- mention the periodic table right where it's never come up zero times With. Hundreds of thousands of people that I've met traveled the world. It has never come up, cause it's not supposed to. I'm no. not going into science.
1: Yeah, you're not doing chem.
0: I'm not doing chemistry, so it's in my. It's never. So kids are saying the same thing, like, Mister. I'm not going into chemistry. What's this gonna do for me? I'm like nothing. Nothing. Right. That's like
1: math. Like you don't use you don't use the f- fucking PEMDAS every. Every single day, right? You don't, You don't like, or you like to use a tape measure. You're not going into construction. You don't need to learn how to use a, yes. a, a fucking tape measure.
0: Yes. It's like like I've and I've been I do have that, a tape measure, right. right? But that's simple math that makes sense, right? right. right. That makes sense. right. Yeah, you right. just count. Everyone yeah, knows it needs how to count. simple yeah, you're math. Right. You're good. <laughs> but I, can we count?
1: But I don't need to, I don't need to know fractions divided by decimals times no.
0: fucking. You need to know money big math. numbers, right? Money math. Finances. Right. Finances. Interests. Right? Like that's the math because we all want to make some money. How to balance a we're checkbook. Gonna, things are real. I don't even know money. how to. I'm we're 22. I don't even know how to balance You're gonna a checkbook. you going to need credit. Everyone's right. going to need credit, guys. Mm-hmm. That's the math you need to learn. Right? How to manage your money. Right? How to invest. Like those are the things that they need to be teaching. And that's optional.
2: That's crazy. Yeah,
0: which I, 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 which I find is so weird. weird. Why is chemistry mandatory but learning finances is optional?
2: It's crazy you say that because I had another teacher at the high school who said the same thing, and I'm not going to name names, but yeah. he's he's real for it, and he's like he's like I'm going to be honest with you, this is a class that you should be taking. If you're going to take this class, I expect you guys to take things like Microsoft, things like because like, these are things you're going to be using in everyday life. Like yeah, put these things in, in your vault and push forward with them. Yeah. This other stuff is just busy work.
0: It it doesn't. I'm like oh my god, like this is, this is a money grab. Like 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 college is a freaking money grab. Like you spend the first two years on nothing
1: bullshit. Well, mm-hmm. that's why I dropped out. Yeah, the first I was like two years it, I can't stand going to school learning general, general education. Yes. I can't do it. I wanted to go to college to learn
0: what you were my, interested in.
1: Well, yeah, exactly what I was interested in and I got thrown into the same shit, being babied by the same teachers yeah. about the same shit. Like Depending I don't want to I don't want to yeah. do that. I get it.
0: That's not that's not fun. Yeah. So I'm I'm really really so like for me it's really about having these conversations with young people them to open their mind and like look you know just be a thinker like even read and I think what we do wrong is we don't teach personal development like we don't teach things like Jim Rohn and Zig Ziglar like like because it's funny because think about it right so as an athlete or even just someone wants to stay in shape I say okay you have a membership right to a gym okay cool you work on your abs your tries, your glutes and your hamstrings and your calves and all this stuff your shoulders I'm like you're not working on this. Like, what about this muscle? So when we don't work out mm-hmm. enough and you put so much anxiety and depression, why? That's all thoughts. Mm-hmm. We're worried about the physical part but we're not the mental part, right? And how to, so I'm, I'm trying to get kids to think, right? And to read different things that's gonna really inspire them to be like, oh my God, like, yo, I've been missing the boat. So for me, it's about personal development and that is where we're missing so i tell people in education and they say what's your definition of education i'm like it's care before content it's care like it's just really simple it's about being human it's about caring about people before pushing a pencil on them right because you'll do anything for someone that you care about right right if you don't care you're like fuck you mm-hmm. right eh. right and i see it all the time in the school i'm like i just shake my head i'm like people don't care much you know until they know how much you care mm-hmm. Right? But that's part of personal development. I learned that in a book. Like the 21 irrefutable Irrefutable laws of leadership. People don't care how much you know until they know how much you care. When you're building relationships and you're building business, and you don't build business, you build people. Right? You build people and the people build the business. So we're in the people business, but we don't talk to people. We just push books on people. We don't communicate with people. Like Everyone in that school is a person, but we don't communicate as people. So like we're missing the whole boat. Like you guys are like that's I'm like I can't do this.
2: Then I build the foundation. They're rushing no. the house. That's really what it's coming down so, to. Yeah.
0: So I love my role, Nep, which I love what they've allowed me to do like, with full autonomy, which is have this dialogue. And so like students are in and out of my room all day long because they know I'm gonna keep it real. I'm gonna keep it a stack. And I'm like, look, you you might not need this, but you better be educated. So you don't have to have this facility to be educated, but you need to be educated. You know, right. Just, right. To be able to have a dialogue and talk about different things and maneuver in this world. So, yeah.
2: You've done it your whole life. Self-motivated. Yeah. Did your own thing. Yep. Kept things real I've with yourself. Always and been
0: the black sheep, man. Like, always like, eh, I ain't doing that. I'm going. So Jay-Z, right, ironically, says, I seen a fork in the road, I went straight. Yeah, like you said to go right and left. I don't, I'm going this way. Well, there's no road there. So I'm going to create one. I just think it's a better route for me to go straight. Like you said, a better route for you was to not go, like, college was the right. Let's send them all to the right. You're like, eh, nah. Uh, it's not for me. So I'm going to, here you are on your own podcast. You went straight. So you're already doing it. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Falk in the road, go straight.
1: See, like, I feel like uh, it, it. it's unfortunate that kids today don't understand this. They don't. They don't realize that. Communications, one of the biggest things you can do in life. And um, everybody will go back to this, and this will always be a thing that people will throw it on is COVID. People always throw communication on COVID, distance on COVID, depression, anxiety. They'll all throw it on, oh, it's because of COVID. Maybe. Obviously, it left the kids who went from left kids who were either going into school mm-hmm. stopped them for two years yep. or kids who were going into different different schools like middle school, high school it stopped them from learning the environment which totally understandable obviously when you get shoved in a house for r- almost two years and you're stuck to a computer all day long it, ch- it changes you mm-hmm. it changes you but I don't think that they're helping that situation because even at the new high school they st- just like they did back in the day, slap textbooks in front yep. of you. Now you have your own personal laptop and they just smack it in front of you and you just control it off your off your personal computer it that's sitting damage, at your desk.
0: Right? Yeah. Just the locations. That right. <laughs>
1: so it's like, yeah. I, I feel like if they actually took the time to do face-to-face stuff like, let's write on the board, let's write out this equation in math class, write out this equation and everybody give everybody give the answer when you think it's right. Some people will get it wrong, some people will get it right, but you're doing it as a class, you're interacting, you're having fun, doing different stuff. Like, I remember doing activities to enjoy class. Yeah. Do they still do that nowadays?
0: They're, I'm sure, yes. So, to say no would be foolish. And I think the ones that do what you're saying are the ones that everyone wants to, like, that's the classroom that be they around. Want to be in. mm mm-hmm. Right, so there are really, like, yes, that's everything. Right, There are good podcast, they're horrible podcasts. There are good doctor's and, Bad doctors or whatever it was, right? So there are teachers who are really good, and there are those who probably should find another occupation, right? I mean, I don't, I just don't know why someone would hate their job and then bring that to everyone else's
2: life, right? Like, Especially at such a young age, you yeah, have like, no idea how much like, you impact yeah, like, someone's life.
0: Absolutely, like, like we all have bad days, but you'll never know. I guarantee you two have never seen me. Uh, you would never know. No, no. You would never. Because every time you, every you time I, every time I you saw you, not.
1: you always, you were always. I am. Happy. I
0: wake up every morning, blessed, saying thank you for another day to go inspire some young people, and I'm on stage. Like I walk into that school, like yeah, I'm about to, I'm about to light someone up today, and then i So on Friday, I'm, I'm tired because this is well thought out. So like I'm, I'm like yeah, like I'm literally, I walk around on a high because I've been given another day. Just going and just, I know for a fact that someone's gonna go home and say, "Mom or Dad or Grandma or whoever their their, their guardian is," I had this conversation with Mr. Santos, and it, and it happens every time. And I'm like, "Yo, it's go time!" Like I don't have, I mean, I have them all, so every time is an opportunity to interact, right? I call them teachable moments, and I grab them every time. So, like I have, like I'm stealing money, like if you think like. That's my job. Your job is to go, do what you do best, and inspire young people. That ain't work. You're doing right. after,
2: you're doing what you That's do. You're right. doing the minimal. Yeah,
0: yeah. But I mean, but I, I mean, but don't get it twisted. Like I worked at getting to this space in my right. life where I can do that. Right. So it's not easy. So when people say like, we don't know how you do it. Well, i worked at this.
1: Mm-hmm. It's what you wanted. Yeah. This this is what you put your your you built your path for your life. Yes. You, purposeful. You made sure that by the time like you made sure that while continuing your life, you did what you wanted to do, which was make people happy that's a thousand percent that's that, that's pretty much obviously when when we were in school always, it was always a good time, yeah. especially like when you first became a substitute for when when we were in school it was Yes, Santos is the sub today. It was always yeah, yeah. a good time. Yeah, yeah. Always, always something to look forward to right. because you made it. You made it fun. You made yep. it enjoyable. You were one of the select few at the time. Well, especially well, the teachers that I had. You were one of the select few at the time that made me actually want to go to class, mm. which I can appreciate because yeah. it's like, why am I going to spend seven hours a day, five days a week, miserable?
0: That's the worst.
1: It's like well, realizing it out of school, I'm like. What 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 do I have to be miserable about? What do I have like? I don't I don't have I always say this all the time I don't have depression I don't have anxiety and I'm grateful for that. Sure. I'm grateful for finding a way my body finding a way or my mind finding a way to reject that never bring that don't bring that into my life. So I don't know how people deal with that. I'll never experience I've never experienced it so I'll never know how people deal with it. But I always think about it as this somebody has it worse than me. So why should I wake up? Hating my life mm-hmm. when I know that there's somebody else that's literally loving their life, but in a th- worse situation than I am in my life. Mm-hmm. So why should I hate mine? And
0: that's perspective. That's like that's like, and that's even in books. That's that's literally written in books. So that's different perspective. So it's like, can you empathize and have empathy for someone else? Right. And that's all it comes down to. Like, can I can I stop the woe is me? Right? And think about someone else. And that is literally like tithing. Right. Like in church, like just giving, giving, giving. And again, like like so like one of my T-shirts is like value is the true currency. Because I think that everyone chases the bag. Everyone chases money. If you chase money, that's what you're loyal to. If you're loyal to money, you'll screw anyone over.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Look how families separate mm-hmm. over money. Right. Right. Families torn apart over money. Mm-hmm. Brothers and sisters like husbands and wives mm-hmm. over money. Chasing the wrong thing, chase value. So, as I started reading certain books, I think it made me a better person, a better teacher, a better husband, a better father. And I'm like, oh my. And I literally, literally sat back, was like, I started in 2015. I had two mentors, um, both multimillionaires, and you wouldn't even know it how they carry themselves. And one of them said, one of them said, get around people who outthink you and try to outthink them. One. Basically saying, if you're the smartest one in the room, you're an idiot. Because you're never going to grow. Mm-hmm. They'll probably grow from learning from you, from you but you, you're going to be stifled. She's going to this, Right. No one pushing your envelope. And the other one said, "This and I live by this, the only way through is through. Like, there's no freaking shortcuts. The only way through is through. And no matter what you're doing, like this podcast, to get to the next level, you got to go through it. The growing pains, the things that might go wrong, a horrible interview, but like you gotta go through it to turn this podcast in the way you want it to go. Right. Only with, there's no shortcuts. You gotta keep interviewing people and more people and telling people to subscribe. I saw that, right, like hit the button, right? Like, only way through is through. That's it, there's no shortcuts in life, none. And I learned that like even in sports. So as, as a coach, I'm like, yo, touch the line. You don't touch the line? You ain't going through. You're just cheating yourself, right? You Got to go through it. Go through the pain. At the end of the pain, there's the prize.
1: I wish, I wish more people knew about that. Knew about they. A lot of people cheat in life. All you have to do is just finish it. Yes. Don't jump. Don't go around the hurdle. Jump the hurdle. Yes. Don't find the 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 easy way around it. Go through the hardships. Is it really easy? Right. No. Because
0: it's in the long run, it's not. So it may be a short a shorter road in the moment, but at the end of the day, you just added, you just added on so much extra shit that, that wasn't, was not unnecessary.
1: Because you didn't learn right off the bat. You didn't learn in the first place. You went around right. the hurdles, so you didn't learn yeah. that, the, yes. the purpose behind that. And the process.
0: you right. learn to love the process. Yeah. Like you guys you are going appreciate through the it. process of building a successful podcast. This is all part of the process. So when you hit me up, I'm like, yeah, I'm going to do it. Like, I'll do any podcast. Because it's not about who's watching, I just know that all I need is one person to watch this and get it, I just need one, Right. that's it. need one person to say, you know what, that dude was friggin' amazing. Amazing interview guys, right, well, I'm gonna stop watching your podcast more. Just one person that, that changes their life. It's worth sitting on this couch, you know what I'm saying? And the only way through is through, so I go through. This is me going through, right, this is literally like titling, like giving back. When you say, yo, would you come? Absolutely. Let's do it. So this is me going through and then pulling you guys along if I can. If there's anything I said that that you can attach to that you know that inspires you to go harder, faster, it's well worth it.
2: No, most definitely. I mean, already with you being here and I, like I'm in the military. And yeah. so I'm a, I'm a, around a bunch of leaders, alpha yeah. males, you want to call them whatever the whatever the word is, like I'm around leaders. Yeah. But like you would fit in that environment and lead them. Thank like you. it's just like one of those things that well, you're giving off. You, man appreciate that no yeah yeah. but um
0: service thank you that allows us to sit here comfortably right
2: but one of the things you're also teaching is what and what they teach us is resiliency like being able to push through things even when it sucks but you find that like in a terrible situation you find the positive you're 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 the person to be able to tell everyone else like hey i know this is a bad situation but guess what you're gonna learn from this and guess what you might go through this again or someone might go through it, but now you have the knowledge to help them push through that and you've done that you do that each and every day going to the school Doing whatever you're doing, maybe at home with your sons, with coaching, whatever the case may be. Like you know, with everything that you're doing and whatever one what else is doing, you're looking to push for longevity. You're not looking for the five minute fixes. You want to go through the pain. You want to go through the process. This way, you can really appreciate what you're going through and what you what you'll be at. So that's, that's big.
0: I think it comes from obviously my, my, you know my parents, but again, you know they set the foundation for my brother and I of you know, what we want to do and how to approach life. And my dad, I think his story. Know, really, you know, really hit home with me because he, he was like another woulda, coulda, shoulda. Like my dad was supposed to play in the NFL and he literally opted out for his family because he was, we were poor, right? So as my mom tells us, like, like, but there was like no money. And he literally, like they begged him to get to camp, like four teams, like just get to camp. He was, so my dad's 6'2". So he was a tight end, 6'2", and ran a 4 four forty. Yeah, 6'2", tight end, 4 and caught everything. Like, so, I mean, I remember um, the Dolphins, it was the Dolphins, it was the Vikings, um, I want to say the Jets were, like, in Rhode Island. Just get to camp. And he was, like, he couldn't see it. He couldn't see just even taking the money from the family for his shot. And he opted out. And, and like, not a day goes by, he's, he'll, he'll say, follow your dreams. Like, I'm sure he wonders, like, what life would be like, right, had I just gone. And I don't think it was a matter of him making it. I think it was like a foregone conclusion, just get to camp. I mean, he was that good, and he opted out, right? So I think he's always said to us, like, follow your dreams, man. Like, like it doesn't matter. Like, I'd rather have you try and fail than to not try at all, right? So follow your dreams. And that's, I've always, if you look at my high school picture, <laughs> I'm, the, I'm in a high school picture with a leather hat on. I'm the only one with a hat. And it makes sense. Like, even then, people are like, why are you wearing a hat? I'm like, because I want to. You're like, doing what you I want. I can. Yeah. I'm the only one. And if you see me now, you're like, yo, it makes perfect sense that he's wearing a hat because he still does that. Like, he still just follows, like, he marches to the, to the beat of his own drum, right? And I don't care if it's popular for people. Like, I, I'm going to do what I think is right to do um, for the benefit of others, whether you think it's popular or not. Like, I'm not, doing it for popularity, right? I think it takes a little while to get to that point. Like I think I wouldn't always like that, but I think when you kind of find your purpose, you're like, yo, there's so much more to life than just chasing popularity in the bag, right? So you do things to be relevant, but that relevancy is not for me. It's to get my message out, right? So like going hard on my Instagram is not to be verified about, no, it's so that I can get more people to hear the message. You know what I'm saying?
2: I do, and I think that leads us to a good point, because um, like we had mentioned earlier, or like I had mentioned earlier, you're in a documentary, and the yes. way that your drive is, I mean, you call cancer the c-word, mm-hmm. and I didn't know you had cancer. Yeah, I never had known when? that. Yeah, and until I seen That's it, and crazy. I was like, what the fuck, he had cancer. Yeah, and then um, I think that goes to show also like how much you appreciate being here, because you know what it's like to when the doctors like tell you like you're yeah. oh, sh- like oh shit. Yeah, and that then now totally different that goes to show I don't know if you're religious or not but that goes to show you God put you here for a purpose Yeah. and your purpose is for people and yes. not a lot of people like understand that they're like oh I got, I got cancer so now I gotta focus on me but you're like I need to get out of this because I have a lot more people to inspire I have a, I have a family yep. and I need to push these people and the only way that I can the only way I can do that is if, if I'm better
0: thousand percent and yes so religious no Um, I don't follow religion I think that's more man made mm-hmm. I have a relationship I know there's someone up there that got my back. Right, that's what I say. Right, Got I got a tattoo that says God got me. It don't it doesn't say your God can be anyone. Yeah, yeah, your God right? can be that's anyone. Right, like, right. It says God's got me. So wherever you're, wherever you are, like, that's a slippery slope. I don't get into that. I know God got me, and I I can I man, listen. I know for a fact because I know when I was going through it, something happened, and it wasn't like some crazy like you know I heard a voice or. Crazy strength, and that happens. I'm sure that's happened to people, right? Where they like say, like, this Herculean strength in this certain instance, it wasn't that. It was just, I had a feeling that came over me. I just felt amazing after I had gone through it, and I'm like, oh my God. And I, I, you know, that's in the book. I'll talk about that in the book. Um, but when I was diagnosed, all right, let me rewind a little bit. So, around these mentors, right? So, I'm in a company, and I'm doing exceedingly well in this company. Um, the first year, I get like to one of the highest ranks. Um, I hit a I hit a pr- pretty prestigious rank, right? But I'm sitting I'm sitting in we're in, Cali, or Vegas, and I'm watching all these people cross stage and getting getting you know, recognized for what they've done. And this me being open I'm I'm like I'm open, I'm humble, I'm like Ugh. I'm like I'm not getting to that level. And my friend Steph goes, what do you mean? I'm like, there's no way I'm getting to that level. She goes, why? I'm like, I ain't going through anything. Like, I am not through any pain. Like, I've, I've had, like, I can kind of say maybe it was kind of easy. Like, maybe it's a poor choice of a word, but, like, we didn't have a lot of money. Like, we're a middle-class family, right? But I wanted to play college basketball player. I wanted to become a DJ, became a DJ. Like, I didn't have a lot of barriers, so to speak. Right? I think my parents set that up where we would have opportunity. But I'm watching these people, and I'm like, Yo, all these people have gone through some crazy shit. And like, they came out on the other end, I'm like, I'm like, there's no way I'm getting to that level without something happening. And I wasn't asking for it. I wasn't asking for it. I'm like, they all have a story. I'm like, DJ Finesse ain't the story. Like, like, I can't be the story, or I'd already be the story, right? So I'm like, this can't be it. So it was kind of like reaffirming, like when you're trying to find your purpose, right? I'm like, yo, like, Okay, so there's got to be more, than, more to finesse than this because this isn't it. I was feeling that. And next thing you know, the diagnosis happened. And when the diagnosis happened, I said, I'm at the is. top of this company. Not because i to hit the top, because I need to be on that damn stage. But these people on stage are from the 20,000 people, 15,000 people, 10,000 people. I'm like, that's the stage. I'm like, that's the stage. It's not the finesse stage. It's that stage. So when I heard the you have C, and again, my thing is I don't say it because I want to give it power right, I'm like, it's go time, that was literally my, (laughs) I could have like just crawled into a corner, and cried, and I'm like, nah, I'm like, I got it, I'm like, I'm okay, I asked for a story, and you gave me a story, so I gotta, all right, so how do I now save the world, how do I now save people who are ready to give up, right, so I went to social media, I was telling my story on social media, showing people pictures of me getting chemo and radiation, I'm like, yo, I remember um, a lady, her name is Orlandi, we worked together and she was like, do you remember me, we worked together, I was in the front, Yep. I do remember you. She said, I got into a horrible car accident to learn how to walk again, talk again, write again, eat again. She was. I have not been out the house for two years other than going to a doctor's appointment. She was, because of your story, I went outside for the first time. Wow. I'm like, that's it. I gotta give people hope. So I had to show people, like, you know, give them strength or show them strength as you do in the service, right? Tell people what we're going through so that we can give you hope that you can push through so that was the whole my whole philosophy and going through it was like all right, I'm about to crush this thing I was literally like I'm driving every appointment I'm not I'm going fishing I'm sitting there throwing up while I'm fishing I'm like "Mm," I wouldn't stop I felt like if I stopped then it already won like it already won so I'm not going to stop Like so I, I couldn't do everything obviously but whatever I could do you were gonna do I did it so driving every appointment like every appointment I drove 35 appointments told my wife after the first two nope go do what you gotta do why I'm like I'm, I'm driving so to and from every single one and then you know getting sick throwing, you know, going fishing I'm like I'm going fishing she's like really I'm like I'm sitting here I'm like nah if I sit here like it, it already beat me I'm like I gotta keep the mind like sharp and I think that was that was probably 90% of the battle was in my head how do I I'm, you know how do I approach
2: this thing. Yeah, a lot of people don't understand it. You're fighting yourself because yeah. he's he's had injuries. He's I remember like, and I remember this like I remember this vividly. Our freshman year, we, were, we both made varsity for soccer. Yep. He gets hurt.
0: What was the injury?
1: Um, I dislocated my kneecap. So when my kneecap fell off my leg, um, it tore oh. the cartilage off the side which holds the kneecap yeah. together, and then popped back on. So I had um, flowing cartilage in my leg and. Um, at the time, the doctor didn't know if they were able to repair it or not. So I got lucky that I'm able to do what I'm doing right. today. Yeah. Because it was a. I don't remember the exact number, but the the doctor pulled my dad out of the room and he was like, um, he was like, there's a very high chance that your son never walks again.
0: Never walks again. Yeah. Not play sports, walk. walks. Walks.
1: Yeah. So um, it, I was. so what ninth grade i i don't even remember well what 6 no we were like 15 15, 15 give it 14 grade. 15 give or take so yeah uh at, around that age i had gotten told by the doctor that you have a really high chance of never walking again and uh it kind of like devastated me obviously cuz it's all i know to do is obviously walk that's that's the main thing is walk right. but to play soccer um that's my biggest thing and um when he when he looked at it went through he goes the cartilage might not fit back in mm. the same spot because it's been flapping for so long that it grew
0: scott is right. yeah yep. so
1: it grew and he goes we're not going to stitch it necessarily but we're it's some time of like some type of like liquid stitch that they put around it to um to fit in in the same spot and he said that um if it doesn't fit we'll have to go back in take it out, grow it, and the chances of that actually working are slim to none.
0: Damn. Yeah. That was the, but that was the process? That was the process. You do what might, probably will not work. Well, let's do it anyway?
1: Right. So he, that's what he went. He shipped, like, my x-rays, my MRIs to a bunch of doctors in New York. So he had gotten about five different doctors to respond back and said, you need to oper- operate on this kid right now because it will work. It will work. So the operation will work. Wow. The chances of him walking, who knows? Right. But I know if you do it, you'll, You'll be successful with the operation.
0: So was that going to heighten your chances of walking? Yes. A successful yes. operation? Yes. Success- okay.
1: Successful operation would have heightened my chances of walking. Yep. And um, so obviously we went through with the operation. I So this injury was like my COVID mm. because I was in school. So school started at the beginning of September. I had surgery the end of September. Mm. I was out of school from the end of September to, I think, February or March Damn. after Christmas. Yeah, I was out. I was out for. I was out for quite a while. I couldn't walk for around six six to seven months. Damn. Yeah. So it was it was rough because I didn't know if I could. Every right. time I stood up, it felt like my knee dropped to my foot. Jesus. Like the pain was. It was. Excruciating. It was excruciating. Like I I couldn't feel my leg like at all. Like as soon as I stood up and the blood went through, it felt like my knee dropped right to my foot. Damn. So. When the operation went through, he said that this it was a very successful operation. It took four and a half hours for him to mess around with my knee. And from p T and everything, um, I obviously I, I knew what I wanted, and first thing off, I needed to make sure I could walk after I'm done. And that's what I did after pt. After, so during PT, they made us sit on a bench, right? That's where I built my leg strength. Mm-hmm. About, I don't know, maybe two months in, he's like, let's go. Get up. Got up, started walking with crutches, both legs. And I was like, shit. Like, I'm putting pressure on my leg and it's not hurting. Mm. A couple of weeks go by, crutches gone. I'm walking back and forth couple of weeks I'm doing I'm running I'm oh. sprinting in this PT this PT room and the doctor he w- obviously was happy that sure. that the surgery went well mm-hmm. and that the outcome was as successful as it was but at that age not being able to walk ever again it's kind yeah. of like a Absolutely. it was very scary
0: of course for anybody yeah especially at that age
1: and I'm glad now I'm um, I it took a while it took about Senior year, so it took about t-
2: took Was about years?
1: Th- two and a half, three years for me to be able to play sports again. I played my senior year of high school and um this this built me this is something that I'll always I I'm not obviously the people who know who this person is will know. But the coach looked at me for the for the team. He said that um you're gonna make the team, but you aren't gonna play. Mm. He said you're not good enough to play. He said you know you knew about my injury, he said you're you're a hard worker you have the drive but unfortunately you're not good enough to be on the starting team and obviously it was devastating um just coming back off of an injury and i told myself i'm starting right. and i know i will yeah first game someone didn't perform well he put me in i started every single game after that's that that's it every What's single up? game after yeah. that
0: <laughs> That's what's up, yeah.
2: I remember he was worried about that because at the time there was three captains. I was one of them. He was like, "I don't think I'm going to make it." I was like, y- "You're going to make it. You'll be fine." We talked to the coach before and we We're like, "He's going to yeah. be like, well, we want him on the practice squad." I'm like, "Whatever you think is going to happen, I promise you, it's going to be the entire opposite." The opposite. Cause we played right. each we played with each other our whole lives. Yeah, and like I know how he is. He's got, he's a, he's a dog. Right. So when it comes down to it, like if you're going to tell me he's not going to do something, I'm sorry, but you're going to be very right. disappointed because you're going to get the entire opposite outcome. Right. And that's what happened for him. But like back to what I was saying, was like. I've seen his journey my dad had an open heart surgery he's had a heart transplant i've seen him go through that mm. and then you with your c story i mean like you surround yourself with people who overcome challenges because it's an inspiration and at the end of the day like you know that these people are going to push you to be a better person but they they've been through these events and they've been through right. these things so like back what he was saying earlier there's always someone that has it worse than you it's mm-hmm. so like you need to surround yourself with people who are like like downright want to get dirty want to go through the struggle yeah, want to go through the story to have that success, but also like inspire the people around them.
0: I think mean, it's always yeah. I think you know, there's some commonality there, right? With, with as far as the struggle, right? With people that, like, like I said, like the struggle is real. And I think that people who go through struggle, understand struggle, and it's just some, a different kind of um, embrace. Like when you look at people that who have gone through some adversity and they push through, you're like, yo, I can rock with that person, right? Not saying that we're better than anyone else, but I just I just know the mindset. Of that person to get through that, because I've gone through something similar, right? So it's my adversity, my you know my hurdle, um, my block. But still, I think the mindset to get through anything is all the same, right? It's that, exactly. that not taking no for an answer. You can say whatever you want, coach, but right, like I'm coming, right? So, you know, the C word is like, yo, it doesn't matter. Like I'm, I'm, I'm doing this, and that, that was 2017. So here I am, man. I'm just. I feel amazing, right? I feel I just do it. I just you're right. I surround myself like just like you. Like there's no, <laughs> I have no time for negativity. Right. Like I just have that energy, and energy is energy. Like it's infectious. Mm-hmm. Like like when people say that misery loves company, yeah, it's true. It's true. That's negative energy attracting negative energy. So a bunch of negative people. I'm like I don't want to be around that. Like don't invite me to that party. I ain't going to that. Right. Like negative parties. Like nah, food's horrible. Music sucks. Like right. Like. Imagine that. Like going to a bad party. Like willingly going to a bad party. No, like you don't stay there long if you do right. go. Right. Why would you put yourself in an right. environment you like might, that? You might pay your respects, right? Let me, let me listen. It's going to be bad. I'm just going to say hello. Happy birthday, blah, blah, blah. Here's a card, and you're out. Why right. would you stay? Right. We don't stay. Why? It's horrible. It's negative energy, bad environment. Food's horrible. DJ sucks. I'm out. So that's life. Like, why would I put myself around in life? Like, that's, we see that all the time. I'm like, nah, I'm not doing that. Like, I'm only following positive people, doing positive things and doing bigger and better things than me and inspire me to, to just go a little harder. That's it. I don't have time to just, life's too damn short, man. I could be going tomorrow.
1: Exactly. Right? Do you live life one day at a time. One day
0: at a time. I, I have a friend of mine, we sat down um, just the other day. And I said, um, he's telling me a story. I'm like, did you start writing the book? He's like, nah. He's like, you know, one day. I said, why are you playing God? He goes, what do you mean? I'm like, you promise tomorrow? He's like, nah. So how do you know one day is going to happen? I said, imagine all you've gone through. And God forbid, I don't want anything to happen to you. But God forbid something happens and right. you don't tell that story. Because you felt like one day you're right. He was like, you know what, bro? I'm starting tomorrow. I was like, yeah, You, you don't you don't know what you have? Like, write your story today. He's like, well, I'm not done. I'm like, you'll never be done. Like, you guys are going to never be done writing. Your, it's going to be just another chapter,
1: mm-hmm.
0: right? But this this read right now is worth reading. Like, right now, this is like you, you have a book that's worth reading right now. And so as you go get older, just, just, just another chapter, another chapter, another chapter. I'm like, dude, your book is worth reading right now for what you've gone through from the time you were born to where you're at right now. So it's, it's a book already. So don't wait till you have like, you know, you 70 and you think you have to 75 and write the book. Nah, like write that book right now. And that's what I did. I'm like, yo, like, I don't know. Like, are you writing another book? I'm like, I don't know. Like I, 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 I said everything I had to say up to that point. Like that's, every word is mine. No ghost, every word besides the forward, which is Master Ace, is a hip hop legend. Mm-hmm. But every word is, there's no ghostwriter. So like, I just put everything in like, that's what I have to say. So until I have more to say, when I mean, it's value, I'm not going to write anything. So I'm just be writing some bullshit. Right? Right. I'm, I can't write that. Like, it's just not who I am. So it has to be something of value. And I've been thinking about it. Like, what would be of value to write another book? But it has to be something I think is going to really impact the masses and reach some people. Or else it's just, for me, bullshit. Right. right.
1: right. Like, I, I, like, I'm I like. only 22, and I, I live by um, living life one day at a time. It's like I do what I need to do to know if I'm... Obviously, I won't know if I won't be here tomorrow, mm-hmm. but it's more or less I know I did what I wanted to do that day. That day. If it's waking up, going to work, coming home, playing video games, having fun. Mm-hmm. I know that's what I wanted to do that day. Mm-hmm. Waking up, working, coming here. That's what I wanted to do. Mm-hmm. As long as I do what I want to do that day, what what more do I have to complain about? Right, right? I've done stuff in the past... Yeah, I have plenty of life to live. I have so many different things to do in the future, but that's the future. If I don't get to it, yeah, it it sucks that I didn't make it that far, but it's more or less I did what I needed to do during the life I was living.
0: So I would, I would, I would, I'm gonna challenge you on that thought a little bit. So, what would you do if you had six months? How would you approach this podcast? How would you approach your life if you knew for a fact that you only had six months? See, Did I don't know. Would go a little harder?
1: I don't know. I de- most definitely. I would definitely start doing things that um, I've always wanted to do, but I'd still do what I'm doing now. Sure. If it's.
0: I would say do them. Because when people ask me, what would you do differently? I'm like, I would condense time frames. Like everyone I'm going to meet, I'm going to meet. Right. Everything I'm going to do, I'm going to do. It shouldn't take me, for, if it could take me, instead of doing 40 years, if it could take me 10, because I now know how to do it, I'm going to condense the time frames. So that's what I try to do now. Like I, try, I, just, I try to condense time frames. Like, I'm like, why would this take me, like, to write my book took me six months. Like, that was me going hard every day. It took me two years. Now I'm condensing the time frame, right? I knew how to start, just, the, just how to go. So for me, it's like, okay, what do I have to get done and then can I condense the timeframes and do it in a shorter period of time to have the most impact sooner, right? So you're gonna have an impact with this podcast, right? Condense the timeframes, right? Whoever you wanna interview, go get them now. And make sure the platform is as such where they see the value, right? So whoever you wanna interview, go get them now because they might be going.
2: right? It's crazy that you say that because we thought we so I'm not going to say names, but later this month, we thought that this person was going to be obtainable, like we weren't going to be able to get them. Yeah. And I, I say this because he's a professional athlete, he's a professional MMA fighter like he's known. Yep. Just threw a shot in the dark and he responded. And he was like, let's do it. Yeah. And it's just crazy. It's the fact that you said that and everything that you've said has been relevant to us, but it should be relevant to a lot of people. They just like we were talking about earlier with the music. I wasn't thinking in depth like like yeah. you do about obviously it's that's your playing field. But then you're opening up my mind to that but then you're all you're also opening up other people's minds to leadership resilience c- like you're saying condensing time because time's not like t- i feel like time's not appreciated you always think like you have tomorrow just like you were saying yeah. so time management yeah but also just following and chasing your dreams almost like you've been doing your whole life but you've never even like you said your parents gave it you at all so you were able to bounce around and do these things but you never took that for granted you never wow. just half-assed yeah. it you always went and we didn't Fallen. even know we
0: didn't have it. Like, we just knew, like, there was just love in the house. Like, I, you know, like, we say it all the time. We're not opposed to saying, like, I used my brother on the phone, love you, bro. Like, my dad love you. Like, my son love you. My wife love you. Like, my daughter love you. When I leave, y'all, I'll say it today. I say it in school. Like, students say it back. I love you. I need you to love yourself. I say it to young ladies. I love you. I need you to love yourself. I say it to everybody. I don't know if they're hearing that. Right. And they know if they hear it from me, it's real. So there's nothing behind that. There's no hidden agenda behind I love you. Like, I truly, I love you. But I need you to love yourself. I say to everyone in the school, and they say it right back. Love you, Mr. Santos. Love yourself. Because that's why I, I don't know what you're hearing. I don't know what your life is like. But I need you to know that coming from me, it is real. And there's no hidden agenda behind it. I'm not looking for anything to come back. You need to know that someone is, is like, like, is in your corner. 100%. So students are calling me Uncle. Like I'm so, I'm so like, I'm so not a teacher, bro. Like I'm not, I'm not a teacher, man. I inspire. Like I think that, that teacher label does no justice because I'm, I feel like that's a, there's a separation with that. There's a us and them in that label. I don't want to be that. I'm just an older version of you. That's
1: it. And that was the best thing in school. And that was the best thing about being around you is that you were relatable, and there were only, I can think maybe off the top of my head, a quarter of a dozen mm. that were. That's not, that's not good. No, no, that were that's relatable okay. in that school. Yeah. And there's there's one I still talk to to this day, and uh, you know, him, Mr. Boyce. Yeah, he comes into my work all the time, and yeah. I'll I'll maybe if it's ten minute conversations, five minute conversations, half hour conversations, yeah. he is one of those people that relate to the Nick kids. Boyce. Yeah. Yeah, he's cool. He he understands. He knows yeah. what, like, obviously he knows some people aren't going to like my class. But he's teaching something that is out of the ordinary. It's not something that you have to learn. Yeah. So it's like people will actually enjoy yeah. it. People will go there if they want to. So it's like I, I can appreciate people and teachers that do that, go the extra mile to learn their students. To that You don't even have to be a teacher, but just to learn the person. Yeah because not many people do that. No many people people just 9 to 5 go do my job, whatever happens happens. Right. And that's it. I go home and get paid. Right. Like you said, money's power right now and money's been power for a long time. It sucks that that's how life is lived that it's all revolved around the dollar. You can't do anything without the dollar. And people people are coming blind to it. They're that's all that's all they see and they're in their their vision is problems, yeah. they, is the they, dollar.
0: They don't, I think that, and I had to learn this too, like most people don't understand. Like I've I've watched it. I've put it to work. Like value is the currency. Like if you provide value, you will always have opportunities. But if you don't, but it's hard to grasp because like, how can a drowning person save a drowning person? If the three of us in the middle of the ocean drowning, we're all ass. Yeah, dr- yeah. Right. There's no one to throw a lifeline. Like we're like, bro. Like I'm taking on water. How can I save you? Like right. So, so that's the majority of America, right? There's the it's blind leading the blind. Yeah, I mean it's it's the it's the 95 percent and the five percent. Like those are just numbers, right? You want to talk about numbers? Like those mm-hmm. are the facts. Like five percent of the people own 95 percent of the wealth. That's it. Right. Like that's those are the facts. And what's crazy is we're so oblivious to the numbers. If we are talk, talking talk about math and numbers. Well those numbers haven't changed in 54 years. Right. College. How come college didn't change the numbers? If college is the way to go and deg- and getting degrees is the way to go, those numbers have not changed.
1: No, they just got more expensive.
0: Yeah, the 5% it's are it. still the 5%. Mm-hmm. So w- w- how come college didn't change at all? Because college isn't the end-all, be-all. It's not the end-all, be right? Most of us got out of college. I know that two of my friends, two of them, who have degrees are in their field that they study. That's it. Two. Yeah, I was Like say none either. of us got like jobs in our. D- right Your criminal like, justice again. degree. Yeah, yeah, like like none of us.
1: Like our valedictorian in our class, dropped out. she dropped out of school. Listen, when I heard that, I was like, "Oh my god, it's fair right. play now." Fair play. If if the smartest. Can ask her why? Actually, no. I've only seen her once. Yeah. And I do. I really do want to ask her why. Yeah. Because. Just from where'd she seeing, go what is it
0: Where'd she go to school? Okay, ah, man, it was an ivy league school so I have no remember? idea
1: yeah, big, big school she she to more. i wanna right, say that's what i was gonna say yeah. i wanna say she, it, it was, was yale she i wanna say it was it was a su- like a hard school to get into, right. and she top obviously top of the class she's a valedictorian, and she quit school to to travel. To enjoy yourself every t- every time I saw her after I found out she dropped out of school, she was always in a new place, traveling, you enjoying herself.
0: I, to, to your point, and I'll, I'll you know, um, I, won't, I won't steal it, but i we always try to give credit to people that we hear things from, right? So I heard Tony Robbins one day and talked about achievement versus fulfillment, right? So that's achievement, <laughs> like getting to Yale, right? But she left because she wasn't fulfilled, mm-hmm. and so he used, he used, um comedian Robin Williams right so most people know Miss Doubtfire right Robin Williams right they say you know what he wanted to be a comedian became a comedian he wanted to be a stand up comedian became that wanted to be one of the most beloved comedians did that he wanted to do Broadway did that he wanted to act became an actor he wanted to win an Oscar for a non comedic role did that humanitarian he won it all committed suicide It
2: wasn't fulfilled
0: achievement versus fulfillment. Most people are not living fulfilled. If you ask, and I've asked other teachers, I'm like, okay, what would you be doing if not this? They will rattle off tons of things that they would be doing if not teaching. Mm-hmm. Then you're not living fulfillment. No. And it doesn't mean you can't, like you said, I'll still do what I'm doing, but why are you not working on what you love? If this is the thing that, that pays the bills, that's great, right? We need the bills to fund right, the podcast or something else, that's fine. To do this and this only and not be fulfilled, that's lazy. Well, like you can't go to, go to work for seven hours and go home and not work on your own stuff. Mm-hmm. You're not fulfilled. And all of a sudden, that lack of fulfillment starts to bleed into the classroom, into how they start te- you know, treating kids because they're miserable, right? And a lot of teachers there, not just our high school, but in general, are just like, they're not fulfilled. And you can see it. Like, how do you rattle off like without a thought? I'd open a store. I would do a boutique. I would do this. I would do, you know, training, right? Physical training. I would do nutrition. They'd go ahead.
1: It's all that I would do.
0: Oh, I would go. Why are you not? Why are you not? Right. Like you got one shot, and they say m- the majority of people, when they were asked them on their deathbed, it was regret. It's always
2: the what ifs. I seen that. It was always the what ifs. Yeah.
0: It's the regret, and my friend said, the richest place on earth is the graveyard the richest place why all the dreams all the goals all the aspirations died why fear fear killed them all fear that the podcast won't work so let's not start the podcast fear that we can we afford it ah we can't afford let's not do it right fear how many dreams are in, are in the graveyard people just do many, them many start so many the richest place on earth
1: that actually, like, thinking about it, that makes, like, so much sense. The Died. amount of potential yeah. yes. that's in that. How many in ideas?
0: That? I mean, the cure for cancer could be literally in graveyard. Right.
1: Yeah. It's crazy. You would you never know.
0: That. You know who David
2: Goggins is? I do. He said something almost equivalent to that.
0: The, the Marine?
2: Uh, the Navy SEAL. Navy SEAL. Yep. Yeah. He was prior Air he Force. He was a TACP. Yep. Yeah. Uh, right, Went to Ranger School. That's a big leadership yep. school for the military. And obviously, Navy SEAL training, the hardest training to go through and that's one of the things that he said he was like one of the reasons he got back into the service was he was thinking about when he dies he goes to heaven and god brings up pan flint he's like this is he starts lifting off of things like ran 24 hours 360 miles came in navy seal ranger school did all these seminars he's like this is what you could have been but instead you decided not get it back in sprayed mm. for cockroaches Mm. just some fat dude who just lived by himself making a minimum wage he's like this is not what you were supposed to be this is what you're mm. supposed to be and that was like his biggest regret is going in and not fulfilling his dreams yeah because you're cool. not and again like what you're saying you're not promised tomorrow no. and then even then there's like George Janko I don't know if you know who that is but he's a big podcaster yep. and he said uh, there was a quote or there's a bible verse rather and I'll sum it up, I'll sum it up but um, he said that uh, you go to heaven you get to God's gates and God asked you what did you do to come here and he's like well I did this that the third and he said that's not enough like you're not coming in and it's not what you did it's not what you continue to do is that you'll you should never be fulfilled you should never feel like you're great enough to surpass anyone Mm. there always should be something more that you're giving to the people around you Mm. and a lot of people don't look at it like that it's always just like well I did this you should never yeah
0: but I mean if you think about it this this country was built on capitalism Mm -hmm. like it was designed to like profit at the expense of other people it was designed that way so i mean we've taught people how to not care about anyone else but ourselves like we've taught that like this country was built on capitalism we're going to capitalize at the expense of everything and everyone else whether it be colleges i mean jesus it couldn't be free
1: right absolutely could be free of course they could
0: absolutely can but why would it no, we we gotta make money. Yep. This this built on capitalism. It's things that we could have done like other countries that have that do it very well. Like if America, I feel like if we don't think of it, we won't incorporate it. No ego. Like we don't Nah, nah Portugal's you know their school system is blowing everyone out the water. Why wouldn't we do what they're doing? Cause we didn't think of it. We're America
1: And we spend the most money on education Yeah and we're damn near we last no And we're like It's like second The last. worst Yes Because we're In teaching the wrong shit We're teaching old shit
0: Old stuff Old Old
2: Like Like it's okay to learn from other people's mistakes And it's also okay to learn from other people's successes
0: Yeah That's the whole point Right Like I, I walk into that school And I'm like There's no way I don't learn something today Right There's no way I don't talk to, There's no way I don't talk to young people And learn something there's no way. How are you? How do you not learn from complete strangers, be it a 14-year-old or a teacher? How do you not learn? They're gonna say something that I don't know, whether it be their family, their interests, right?
2: Something about their perspective. Something. You can learn no a lot way. about someone from their perspective
1: alone. Perspective, yeah. It's crazy because it's like people don't people blind eye that Mm. people don't want to learn from, they don't want to learn from somebody. But in the end, it's like you can't learn what to do without figuring it out from somebody who's already done that. Right. Like nowadays, like I know if I need something and I, and I don't know how to do it, YouTube, YouTube will tell me exactly how to do something. Free tutor. But someone had to find out, how to do that yes. in order for it to ever be done. Right, yeah. N- nobody just no. like, it. you had to put the time and the effort into yeah. it. And,
0: I tell students that all the time. Could you help me with this? Yeah, I can help you, but I'm not. No, you can I'm, figure it I out. I give you a fish you eat for today. Yeah. I'll teach you how to fish, eat for the rest of your life. Right. Go to YouTube, there's someone, I'm, I'm like, there's someone teaching the exact, I've seen math problems with the exact same numbers that you're bringing to me on the piece of paper. Someone doing the exact same problem, literally, on YouTube. Mm -hmm. Really. Mm -hmm. It's a free tutor. The guy or girl with a board and that algebra that you can't understand is on YouTube. You're spot on. It's
1: People don't use these tools that are literally in the palm of your hand. You can learn so much from a smart... You have a... You have a freaking computer, yes, you have a computer a yes, in a your hand, yes. like this isn't something that you it's got the buttons, actually, not yeah. even before that it's like just you got the buttons, just the one, two, three, four, five yeah. seventy nine this look ain't got that. this has got that, but this has got a thousand times more
0: look at the look at the icon of the phone right this doesn't look like that no. With the airpiece curved, no, it doesn't look like that. It's there's, there's no still the icon of a phone. No rotary. Mm-hmm. So if you imagine showing this to somebody, 40, like someone now that didn't have this, they wouldn't know what that is. They're like, what the hell is that? It's right. a phone. No, no, this is a phone. No, no, this is not a phone. It's a computer. Mm-hmm. One thing that it does is to be a Let phone a call. Mm-hmm. One of its functions is a phone. It can make a phone call. Yes, it can make a phone call. This is a computer. Mm-hmm. Yep. Don't get it twisted.
1: And people don't realize it like there's a lot of people like the kids now the young the young young generation who grow up on ipads and computers and smartphones obviously they'll understand it sure but like uh my dad my dad's um the same age as the same age as you actually and um you don't know how to work this shit
0: yeah my dad nah. not a, not a
1: single clue in the world how nope. to work this thing
0: Nope. he wants no part of it my, my dad's like nah. old school he, he got a smart tv he, he goes numbers right
1: my dad had a flip phone for yeah. God. I don't even know how long he had yeah, a flip phone. Like
0: dad, come on, you gotta come up.
1: And like he's got a he's got a smart TV now. I'll get a right. phone call. Hey Zach, do do you know how to do this, Dad? I'm not with you. <laughs> right. I know how to do it, but I'm not with right, you. Right,
0: right. To even explain it to you. You wouldn't get it.
1: No, no. Not even not right. even in the slightest. He's like, right. oh, I gotta get the cable box. I gotta get dad. There's one app that <laughs> yeah. can have literally everything <laughs> yeah. you want for yeah. a fraction of a the fraction. cost of that cable box.
0: We just did that. We just started streaming. My boy's like, dude what are you doing? He's like, we have, I've been streaming since like 2015. It's like you're spending so much money. Got rid of all that, just just internet. Mm-hmm. Yep, and, and everything crazy. else is there. Yeah.
2: Live sports, have live
0: TV, news. Movies, we're like, oh man, it's crazy.
1: YouTube's got it all in one spot, for 70 bucks a month.
0: Isn't that crazy? Technology. And they it's got,
1: insane. you want to watch football? NFL it's ticket, there. Right, NFL there, ticket right there, boom, right there.
0: Yep, it's amazing technology, man.
1: It's so advanced, but I, I wanted to ask you this uh, mm-hmm. this question what um obviously you are still you still DJ a little bit right you, you dabble with the with the kids in the school um from being a teacher uh what do you see yourself um what do you what do you see your future like
0: yeah so um i was just talking to my friend about that my friend Donnie Battle another DJ i'm like you know what is our you know our exit strategy obviously you know i told people that you know i don't want to be 60 years of age on stage right that I don't want to do Um, that'll be good to do one off parties like an old school party where someone brings me in for that one thing Mm -hmm. so um, for me it's public speaking Um, I'm moving into that now with the book Um, for the first time in my life I have a publicist who I'm I'm doing so many podcasts interviews Red carpet events, um, and there's a few things that have just happened that I don't want to say until I have the documentation at hand. But some major stuff that have ha- that's happened. But look, like Providence College, man. Like it's it's. I thought I was gonna be done and doing mostly just PC stuff. I mean, it's a great institution. Um, you know, me me. This is year thirteen, literally. You know, at the amp on the floor, turntables in front of twelve thousand people. It's dope. And I was kind of like, okay, like, this is cool. It's kind of like at the tail end of my career, and then they won. They won in 2021, 22. They won the Big East tournament. They won the Big East, and that set the shit on fire again. Now, I remember walking through like, like Madison Square Garden when they won, and it was like, you no, know, I DJ for Bad Boy, right? And the notoriety that I was getting from PC was more than I ever got from Bad Boy. It was, it was ridiculous. Like okay. Every corner I turned in New York said, finesse, finesse, pictures, and oh my God, my grandkids, and it was like, I'm like, holy shit. I'm like, okay, there you go. So I didn't plan for that. Now that's opportunity. What do I now do? I'm like, okay, well then, it's not time then. It must it, it must be time to go hard again. So once they won, and now it's like, I'm the hottest thing again. But I think it really, I I do, I'll say this, and I thought about this on the way over here. Everything has to do with your character and your integrity. Because none of this would even matter if I'm not a good person. Now, am I perfect? Far from it. Far from being perfect. But none of this, you're not inviting me to this podcast if I wasn't a good person in the school. You're like, we're not inviting that clown over here. He was an asshole right i don't believe I'm going to see any teachers that you guys didn't like sitting on this damn couch right they right. th- they're not coming to your house they're not coming nope. here right they don't like no, like you don't belong here, that negative energy that you had then we don't even want to know what you're doing now, so like you have to be like no one wants to go into business with just bad people right so it's for me it's so many um. Oh, my God. Like, this is probably going to be, like, like, the start of a book. It is what I call, um, I don't want to say this. It's chance meetings. Like, it's chance meetings. But in that chance meeting, like, who are you as a person? So, I'll rewind it. I don't know how much time we got. I want to, like, just... As
1: much time as we okay. need.
0: So, let me show you how this, how this worked for me, chance meetings, right? The whole DJ Finesse thing was chance meetings. Now, again, you have to be good, right? So, now... Like to get back on the field, it wasn't just they didn't feel sorry for you, right? You got an opportunity and you ran with it. So you had to be prepared. You you trained, you rehabbed, right? They you were prepared. So they're not gonna put this a scrub on the on the uh, right, on on the field just for a sob story or a feel good story. So they they still felt that you had to be able to help them out. But that was a chance, right? That was a chance opportunity, it wasn't a meeting. Watch how this, this works. It's 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 freaking insane when you when you rewind it back my junior sophomore year was it my sophomore year or junior year uri we're in the dining hall nope sophomore year sophomore year uri we're in the dining hall this gentleman his, his name is mike he's one of my best friends now he's like yo i can get bls 90 like like. New York radio stations from my room. We're like, no way. Like, you're not getting that. We're in Rhode Island. There's no, we're in, no, it's Kingston. But no, like, he's like, yo, my roommate has a crazy sounds, crazy system where you can get BLS. We're like, prove it. Now, I don't know who his roommate is. I said, who's your roommate? His name is Sam. From, oh, matter of fact, he's from his province. Sam who? Sam Luke. That's my guy, Sam. We went, I, I didn't know that Sam was his roommate. There's a connection right there. Go up to his room. He puts on the receiver. He's tuning in. He's starting to get New York City station. We're like, oh shit! Like he's he's not lying. So I look on his desk. And I see his ID card. Now all I know his name is Mike at the time, right? From Boston. I'm like, yo, this your ID card? He's like, yeah. Why? I'm like, come on, man. He's like, what? We had the same exact birthday. Same exact birthday. 3.30, i I'm like, dude, that's my birthday. He's like, for real? We dap up, chance meeting, because of Sam Luke, who, had a st- who went to East Providence, who was his roommate, had a system that he could get BLS, went up in his room, see the card, boom. Mike, for, I don't know how he did it, becomes cool with Master Ace, who was a hip-hop legend. Mike and Ace become really cool through hip-hop. On the radio station. I now become cool with with Master Ace because of Mike. So Ace and I meet up at URI, Ace is no, I'm sorry, this is freshman year, I'm sorry. Freshman year, yes, because Ace was a senior, yes. This was freshman year I met Mike. So freshman year, I get cool with Mike, who gets cool with Master Ace, I become cool with Master Ace through Mike. I'm doing some backup dancing for Ace on a friggin' talent show. Ace graduates, Mike and I keep going back and forth to New York City as much as we can, seeing hip hop early, 91, right, 90, 91, literally 89, 90, Um, because that was 87, yeah, 87, 88, 88, 89. So we're, we're in the late 80s going to New York City, seeing this shit on a whole different level, right? So now Master Ace and I become friends, stay friends, cool. Master Ace does a song called Crookman Dodgers, him and this guy special ed. The name is Eddie Archer, special, Ed's special on the microphone, special Ed. Ed and Ace are cool. I hear Ed is coming to Providence to do a show, an old school show, right? I don't know Ed and Ace's relationship. I just know they're on the same song together. So now I'm backstage, and I see Ed. I dap him up. Ed, what's up, man? It's finesse. Oh, yeah, my man Ace talked about you. Now would Ace talk about me if I wasn't a good dude? No. No, not even Would Mike bring me in if I wasn't a good dude? Would Mike mm-hmm. and I connect? We could have the same birthday, but I'm an asshole, right? Right. Same birthday, but you're an asshole. I'm not. I'm not rocking with you. Right. So if I'm not a decent person, Mike and I don't connect. I don't get to match the Ace who talks to talks to Ed. Ed Ace could have said, "Yo, man, if you bump into this dude named Finesse, don't rock with him. He's he's a, I don't rock with him." It could have been that, right? It wasn't that. It was, oh, Ace talks about you, pause, pause, like, so he's like, "Yo, is this um." It was sold out, it was was packed. He's like, is this like this all the time? I'm like, nah, I said, but my club on Saturdays is a thousand people around the corner every Saturday. He's like, yo, could we do something there? I'm like, hell yeah. Like I have the hottest night in the whole city, literally. Talk to the owners. This is how it just just keeps going. I'm like, Ed wants to do a industry night. So Ed is coming from Brooklyn every single Thursday. He's bringing artists every Thursday. The last Thursday, before he asked me a question, he goes, Finesse, I need this place packed. I'm bringing a big dog into town. He's driving from Brooklyn. He's the promoter. Like, every Thursday to Providence, he brings iced tea. Whoa. Yeah, I see this big-ass, big-ass bands pulling up, all black, bands, rims, out comes iced tea. I'm like, oh, shit, it's iced tea. I'm like, oh, Special Victims Jr., iced tea. I'm like, oh, (laughs) right? I'm like, oh, shit, iced tea's in the building. I never met iced tea. So, Ed and I, Cool. Ed's coming over to the crib right before the night. He's at my house. My wife's like, Special Ed is in our, like, he's, just Google him, hip hop legend. Like, he's in our friggin', right? My friend's like, Yo, they still got Ed in his crib. So Ed says to me, He says, Hey, man, look, the night's not doing too well. Look, I don't know what the promoter's doing. So Ed is the promoter, but he's not promoting. There's a promoter we have, but he's promoting out in, like, New Bedford and Boston. Like, dude, now we're in Providence. Anyway, Ed goes, Um, I'm getting ready to go to BET and do 106 in Park. Um, I need a DJ. Like, do you wanna go? I'm like, what? I'm like, that's BET. So me, um, understanding that invitation and how monumental that was, and you can't put a price tag on that. I'm like, Ed, for as long as you're in Providence, cause I'm already doing well, I'm doing well. That's just like, I'm making a couple grand on like three nights already. This is back in 90s, right? So I'm doing, I didn't need that 500 when I was making with Ed. I'm like, Ed, for as long as you're here, I'm good. Don't, I'm not even gonna charge you because what's about to happen when I, we go to BET, game over. Mike, Sam Luke, East Providence, to Mike Weeks, to Master Ace, to Special Ed, we now go to BET. I come off of BET sets me up to go to Rap City with Big Tigger. I go to Rap City, I go to Rap City, gates fly open. Now comes the record label stuff. The, beat, the, the bad boy stuff. All relationships, all chance meetings, who you know, but who you are and your character is going to speak volumes long before your talent. Because nev- they'll never see the talent if they see an asshole. They'll never get to the talent. No. Never. So what you guys are doing here and how you're forming relationships by by this couch is going to speak volumes for who you get to come and talk to. Absolutely. Just just the people that you are.
2: Perception and character goes a long way.
0: How did you get the gentleman that's coming?
2: Perception, who we knew.
0: Who you knew and maybe your approach, right? Maybe, hey, man, I, I like these guys, right? Maybe their podcast isn't thousands yet, but I like these guys, right? That's you they are selling you he's coming for you not coming for because you right now you don't have hundreds of thousands of people on your pop yet right so who's he coming for you for us yeah who'd i come for you two that's it relationship and what we built in that school for however many times i subbed in the the classroom or or the hallway right that's what this is you guys gonna kill it we appreciate Appreciate that that.
1: appreciate that But um, yeah. I wanted to, to before we before we end it out. Yeah. I wanted to talk just just quickly because uh, so this is um, this is actually his book. Uh, you can actually see it on the screen. Um, so this is um, his personal book that that you wrote. Yep. Um, I wanted to talk a little bit and dabble a little bit on that. Like, obviously, uh, I'm I'm guessing right. The stuff that we've talked about is in that in that yeah, book. A lot of it. Right. So it's like what what was the the main purpose of being the one odd few that that write a book, what was what was the message behind it that you wanted to reach out to people that never never met you, mm-hmm. never know who you are? They just saw this book and be like, you know, that's catchy. I want to read that. What was what was your thought process behind just making a book?
0: I think the um, the title speaks a little bit about it, like from personal to purpose, because I really feel like, you know, DJ finesse was a personal, um, I wouldn't say endeavor, but like the that career, and it wasn't—it wasn't selfish. It was personal. I—I'm not a band member, right? I don't have a band that we're on the roll with, and it was me, right? A couple managers. Um, shots to Kevin Al that would, you know, help manage what we were putting together. But um, I felt like I had—I hadn't quite found my purpose, and when I did find my purpose, it was really, like you said, about about value, right? And I felt like I that finesse. Although it might be an interesting story to some people if they hear this part about it, if they hear this, what, some, what we're talking about, I felt like it wasn't a story worth, worth telling. Just a chapter? Yeah, I felt like it, was, it wasn't something that you could write about that people would want to run to and grab. And I felt like because, you know, I, I hear other people's stories and all the celebrities around, like, like I wasn't around, like, I was around a lot, right? But I wasn't like, I wasn't like their boy, right? We do an event. Right so do the an event and people got paid and we dap up and you know I didn't stay connected with like a lot of celebrities I wasn't I wasn't from New York City, I wasn't from Cali. I't from Atlanta I'll come out of Rhode Island and they weren't here, so I felt like I just didn't have like that wasn't the story to tell and I felt like once I found my purpose once I was once I kind of going through um like that diagnosis like then it softened me up a lot and I felt like okay, tell a story in such a way um, that it's a, it's a motivational piece, um, it's personal development, and it's written creatively, because I, I do know how to write. I write pretty well, and I'm, I'm really good at putting my thoughts to words, but it's a lot of analogies to get to my and how to teach a lesson, um, and then some stories that help teach a lesson about life and how to push through life. Um, I'll give you one example. So there's a chapter called The Surfer's Mindset. And I've never surfed. I ain't never been on no damn surfboard. Right. I can swim. Um, but I'm like but what happened was I was just like internet scrolling around and, you know, I think I came across some surfing pictures. I saw um, I saw an image of a bunch of surfers just like, you know, sitting on the surfboard. They're just kinda of sitting out on the middle of the ocean. Maybe they're talking, whatever, looking for a wave. And I seen another picture was one guy who was on his board and he was paddling. So I'm looking at, the, looking at him and so he's by himself. I saw another picture of the same guy catching the wave and everyone else who was on the board was behind the crest of the wave. I'm like, oh, shit. I'm like, that's success. Like, you got to paddle to put yourself in position to catch your wave of opportunity. And it's your wave. They're not going to see it. Like, how many people probably think you probably shouldn't do a podcast?
2: Probably a lot.
0: It ain't their wave. Right. This is your wave. So you guys have paddled to put yourself in position to start your podcast. This is your wave. So as others are sitting on their board, right, not seeing your vision, it ain't their damn wave. You know what I'm saying? So it's, it's your wave to catch. So I'm like, that's success. Success is paddling and putting yourself in position to catch the wave no matter what they think. And they're probably thinking that this dude is crazy. There's no wave coming. But he saw it and he saw it long before it formed. And if you see it when it's formed, you already missed it because you didn't paddle. So they're like, oh shit, he caught the wave. Like he, oh, he caught that wave we've all been trying to catch. You didn't see it. So there's a chapter that's that surfer's mindset, which is the mindset that goes into like what makes a surfer better than others. It's the one that has the ability to see a wave of opportunity before it forms, right? You guys saw. Like okay, before you had the couches and the mics and everything else and the equipment, you already seen the vision of what this podcast is gonna become. That's the wave. You know what I'm saying?
1: That's a crazy way to think about it. I would have I would have never thought of it that way.
0: That's so I wanted to be creative in how I wrote it, but that's how my mind thinks. That's crazy. Like using analogies like oh shit, like oh oh damn, like you gotta you gotta paddle. Like you gotta paddle, 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 put yourself in position and then the wave comes and then you on the crest and you, ro- you ride that bitch into this friggin' long as you can, right, to the shore. So that was like, that's one of the chapters. Um, another chapter called The King, which is another analogy I use, um, well, I heard that my man Steve told that story before. He's a doctor, I heard that story. I put a little twist up, twist on it, So I can't take full credit for that. But it's just there's some really, it's written in a way where um, it's kinda like a workbook. So at the end of each chapter, I'll ask certain questions and there's lines where you can actually jot down stuff. So I want it where you can actually like, sift through it, write some stuff, at the end of each chapter, write some notes, come back to it. So, you know, it's really a personal development book, and, and it's a story that I felt that now was worthy of telling. I felt like I had some insight that could really help people um, in their personal lives, in their businesses, relationships, whatever it might be, um, and use this as a, as a means to kind of go back to and you know, inspire them to just kind of go a little harder. It's very interacting. Very.
2: Have you ever thought about doing an audiobook with it? I
0: did. So, did. yep. So, I did a Kindle version. Um, and I got that because a lot of folks would like to drive. And so, Thank God. I went yeah, into, I was going to yeah, say, that's how I'm going to do it then. Yes, yeah, <laughs> so I went to the studio and it's, it's, it's me. So, I didn't want it. To, I want it to be again. Like, you know, that every word in there is me. So, why would I have someone else read my words? Right. Like, so, you know what? Um, and that was tough, man. Because it's not like, it's like in an audiobook, it's not like this. So if I stutter, I had to go back and, oh, we gotta go back and do that, mm-hmm. right? I'm like, damn, I said something twice. Like, oh shit, well, I'm cut, go back, man. We gotta go back and, you know, so it would, it took me a little bit because now you're reading with a little more emphasis, right? So I wanted to kind of be a little more engaging with how I read it so it wasn't just reading bland. I was trying to like be a little more theatrical if I could, right? So that takes a little more energy, a little more breath. I'm like, shit, this is tough, man. They're like, yeah. But it's well, real, it's you, it's, it's real, authentic. It's so the audio book is out, it's on Audible, it's on iTunes. Um, it, is m- it is my voice, it's me reading. Um, so I wanted everything to be me, so I can really connect with people. So yep. Is there a place Virgin where uh, hard copy. people can get this? So that's right now, so it's on um, Amazon. Um, it's about to go into Barnes & Noble, so I have a publicist who's putting it in Barnes & Noble. So right now the hard copy is on Amazon, audio book is on Audible, um, and iTunes. Sweet.
2: the Got links it. will
1: be in our description then that's yeah, awesome sure. yeah because so, i'm not a big reader by yeah. all means and i was honestly like it's tough for me to like read a book because yeah. i'm i'm more of a um a visual learner or an audio learner yep. in that sense so like i was actually gonna take the time and actually like read the book because I, I i really wanted to know but i felt like now that you're saying that it's it's uh, on audible on itunes yeah. i feel like i'll be able to um take in more yeah. information and more knowledge that you put into this book or just even like the storyline, I'll be able to take it in more because...
0: But that's, yeah, that's how you learn. For me, I think I'm a lot of the same and the only difference is I made myself read. And for me, it wasn't just about reading. It was, it was if I make myself read, I have to slow down a little bit. I have to take that little bit of time and so now it's become um, habitual where like I have to read 10 pages a day, well, really? like just, just 10. Because I tell even students, like, I don't like to read, I'm like neither did I, I'm like, I'm, and I'm, I'm an athlete dude, I'm probably still got ADD, I got crazy <laughs> energy, like I'm, not, I'm out, like I can't just sit around, but I make myself slow down, I'm like because if I get an audio book, I'm not gonna slow down, right? Now I'm still in the car, zipping around, I'm like no, pause bro, like it's okay to sit, sit your behind down and read, so I tell people, I'm like I never read books, like even in college, I, I'm skimming. I'm just trying to find the answer. I'm not reading. I don't have time. We're trying to go out and party and play basketball, like whatever. Um, so I'm like, you gotta trick yourself. I'm like, so if you tell me to read a book, I'm probably tell you no. If you tell me to read ten pages. That's different. I can read ten pages. So just ten and ten and ten and ten. next said no. I read a book. So now I had a bunch of books that I read, but it really started with just reading Broke it ten down. pages. I have to trick myself to say, okay, like, like, like if, I, if you give me a thick-ass book, I'm like, ah. Right. So, right. so just read 10 pages. All right, I can do that. Then it's 10, 10, 10. It's, you know, book on the shelf, book on the shelf. So for me, it was just a way to slow myself down, right? To make myself read. Because I thought, for me, for me, it was like, only way through is through, right? So for me, it was, okay, stop taking the shortcut with the audio book. For me, that's a shortcut, dude. Sit your ass down, pause for a minute, and just... Read ten pages, so that's helped me a lot to just slow down. So that's worked for me.
1: Um, last last thing before yep. we uh, before we ended up because we're almost at uh two hours, which Damn. is this is really flies. Yeah, this is, is like I I I don't want it to stop, but man, we could go on all yeah. night if yeah, we really almost, wanted to. It's been two hours? Yeah. Uh, you almost. can't. You, yeah, yeah, I think right. <laughs> we started right. I think we started right before <laughs> six. <laughs> it's almost eight Shut o'clock. The hell up. Yeah, it's <laughs> crazy. But um, I want to know like. What do you, what do you do on just a a day to day life? Like obviously you've gone through all the the different things in it's your life, accolades. and obviously you've you stopped some stuff, slowed some stuff mm-hmm. down. Um, like like what do you what do you, what do you do in the present right now?
0: So working on um, so I have an event tomorrow, which again I'm doing an event with Ty Law, who's you know
1: former football yep, yep, yep. player. Yep.
0: Super Bowl, 3 times Super Bowl champ, Pro Bowl, Hall of Fame, uh, he's, he's come out with his own vodka, so oh, I'm sure. the DJ for his launch event tomorrow. It's another great phone call, my man Mike Rollins, saxophone player, did that, call for that, so PC. Um, it's a lot of DJing, actually, it's a lot of DJing, so Providence College, I do all the home games, uh, when the students come back, all the away games, I DJ at Ladder 133, um, I do once a month at Troop, once a month at <laughs> Needle and Thread, once a month at The Local, um, I do some stuff, stuff at the district. So there's, it's a lot of DJing. And then it's, um, with the, my publicist, we're really pushing out um, the book. I'm gonna start doing Motivational Monday. I'm, really gonna start, I'm gonna start recording video of pieces of the book, and then putting that out to then create speaking out opportunities. So that, the merch, um, working on the, the merch, trying to get some different pieces I don't want to do a clothing line, but just things that I thought could really, what's the, you know, like this Inspire, ele- yeah. Elevate hat with the finesse your lifestyle back, right? Just just things that I think would matter to people that would really resonate with them. Um, so that, um, and then it's just obviously my family, right, my wife, um, you know, son, so I'm still active. I, I box, play golf, so I'm just starting a golf league that we actually created at, at Virtual Golf in East Province. So it's starting a golf league, starting on uh, the 6th, so that's, a, that, that, that's that downtime with some friends, and just play some golf, um, that, still play basketball. So I, I get a lot, I'm busy. Like there's like not a lot of downtime, because I wanna just, again, I wanna stay active, I wanna stay healthy, um, and do the things I enjoy. Right, so those things I enjoy, golfing, boxing, basketball, and then obviously DJing, you know, the book, um, creating new things to inspire people. Um, I have an idea for Ty Law I just thought about today in the shower. I'm like, oh shit, like this might be dope. So I'll pitch that to him tomorrow, right? An idea for for his vodka. Again, value not for me. It's I'm for like, someone okay, else. Hold on, this could be cool for his vodka and push it state to state, right? So again, value's the currency. Then if it comes back, if he says, yo, that's perfect for that. Yeah, let's do it. Another opportunity. But I thought about how I help his vodka get from state to state. What can I do? That'll help his vodka. If that works, it's an opportunity for me. But just think about him first. So I'm, I'm very busy thinking about things I can do that can just hopefully change the world one day, man. And just leave a legacy. Right? You're always
2: leveling up people around you.
0: Always. Always think about people first. Like, how do I help this out? Oh, shit. This is a great idea.
1: Gotta love it. Yeah. Gotta love it. Well, from how we know you, Mr. Santos, yeah. Mason, DJ yeah. Finesse thank you for the opportunity and allowing us to interview you, talk to you today yeah, on the podcast. You, um, this will probably wow. hands down be one of our best podcasts. Wow! Thank you. It, I literally, we probably go for hours, yeah. um, but then it would just be like, we'd, I would rather just make it like a normal conversation instead yeah, of just absolutely. throwing it on the air. Um, but obviously from the both of us, thank you um, for allowing us the opportunity and uh, oh, for coming you. on the podcast Uh, We appreciate it. Guys, if you enjoyed today's podcast, uh, make sure to leave a like, comment, and subscribe down below. We will catch you in the next podcast. Take it easy. Peace out.